Log4j vulnerabilities are mounting high as organizations rush to patch, and incident response essentials. These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hi, I'm Anna Delaney. The Log4j saga continues with new developments almost daily. Here's executive editor Matthew Schwartz with the latest. As the year draws to a close, security teams are continuing to try and mitigate the serious flaw that recently came to light in the Apache Log4j software library. The vulnerability, known as Log4Shell, is present in all versions of the Log4j 2.0 software that are older than version 2.15. The vulnerability can be exploited by attackers to remotely execute code and take full control of a system. On Wednesday, a number of government's cybersecurity agencies issued a joint alert about the flaw. The alert urges all vendors who use the software library in their own products to immediately identify, mitigate, and update affected products to the latest patched version of Log4j. The alert also calls on vendors to alert end users to the flaws and fixes and to urge them to patch as quickly as possible. Significantly, the joint alert was issued by every country in the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance, which is comprised of Australia, Canada, New Zealand, the UK, and the US. Such an alert is rare and underlines the risk posed by this flaw. Log4j is widely used, not least as part of Apache server software. It's also used in many other technology products, including operational technology, as well as industrial control systems. Attackers have been probing the vulnerability. Cybersecurity firms say they're tracking continuing criminal interest and have been seeing successful attacks drop malware, cryptocurrency miners, or backdoors on targets, or stealing credentials for later use. The Conti ransomware group also appears to have been testing the flaw to aid in its attacks. Experts have also been tracking attacks that tie to state-sponsored attackers hailing from China, Iran, North Korea, and Turkey. Clearly, the faster that organizations can eliminate this vulnerability, the better. One good piece of news, however, is that attack attempts do appear to have peaked and calmed down significantly, although they have not disappeared. On Thursday, infrastructure services firm Cloudflare reported that since December 17th, it's been seeing about 20,000 to 30,000 blocked payloads per minute trying to exploit this flaw. Now that's a serious decline from the more than 100,000 payloads per minute it was seeing just over a week ago. Cloudflare's CTO says that the more complex attacks that have been targeting the log4j flaw have been the ones to significantly decline likely because these attacks are easy for web application firewalls to spot. And a lot of firms put these in place or tuned them to better spot the attack, driven by guidance from CISA and others. But Cloudflare's CTO predicts that we will continue to see low-level attacks at probably a similar volume that are attempting to exploit this flaw for some time to come. Some commentators are now asking if maybe the log4j flaw has been overblown. Some security professionals, however, are countering that 
Perhaps the reason everyone hasn't been overtaken is because defenders have been moving so quickly and decisively to address it. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Matthew Schwartz. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. If you're going to get knocked down, it's often easier to get back up if you're prepared to take the blow. Or at least that's what many organizations that get hit by ransomware or another serious type of online attack often find. Joining me to discuss defensive essentials is Matthew Schwartz, executive editor of Data Breach Today in Europe. So Matt, we have known for years that preparation pays, but have businesses gotten the message? That is the big question. We keep seeing these major alerts come out from the likes of the Cybersecurity Infrastructure and Security Agency in the States and from the National Cybersecurity Center here in Britain, urging organizations to ensure that they have got their act together when it comes to a particular ransomware gang or when it comes to ensuring that they've prepared for the inevitable increase in attacks that always seem to happen around the holiday periods. So I'm wondering, are businesses getting this message? Are they getting better prepared? And I reached out to an incident response expert to ask. Rocco Grillo, in particular, is the IR expert. He's managing director with Alvarez and Marcel's Disputes and Investigations Global Cyber Risk Services Practice. In New York, they work with a number of organizations, and he's on the front lines of knowing how they're responding. The good news is, he says, more organizations aren't just focusing on cyber resilience, but a broader picture, looking at overall business resilience. Here's Rocco. What we've seen a lot of companies do, as much as they've got the controls, as much as they have the IT security and operations uh, in place, conducting vulnerability assessments, looking for um, unpatched systems, looking for areas that could be exploited. The one piece that we've seen spike um, is the, not only the awareness, but the cyber resilience and you know, tabletops been doing those for the last decade for companies. Disaster recovery, fire drills. I mean, you can go down to that. We've been doing that since we were children in elementary school. But the piece that companies have really upped their game on, the more mature ones, not only at the security operations, but I can't tell you how many uh, executive level executive teams including CEOs of major uh, uh, companies across all industries that are part of those exercises now, even to the extent where after that, we're doing them for their boards of directors. Let's not forget the boards of directors have the fiduciary responsibilities and there's SEC requirements for the public companies. That is somewhere where I think we've really seen um, companies up their game. Obviously, that's some good news. Now, for companies that aren't where they should be, what are the next steps that they can take? That's a great question. How do you get there from here if you're not already there? And I asked Rocco, especially when it comes to security, what is the mandate for chief information security officers? How can they best help get their house in order at work? And here's what Rocco said. As much as it's the mature organizations, there's either companies that know about it and are doing something about it or they're finding out the hard way. So bring it up at, at a, a business level. If you were running a business or you're an officer of the company, 
Uh, I think even more so the officer, the companies and the boards, that's something that we have really seen that has been finally elevated to that level. There's a lot of times, even this conversation, if a CISO were sitting here with us, they'd agree with us with violent agreement and they'd say that they've been doing it for years and trying to do it. The big piece is CISOs finally have the uh, attention of their executive teams and boards. And it's not the, just the attention. There's a seat at the table and they're part of the overall process and part of that playbook. So they're part of the playbook. They have a seat at the table now is what Rocco is saying about CISOs. And I love most of all his observation that either you do this or you're going to find out the hard way when the attackers do it to you. We see no end of that, unfortunately. But it is reassuring that incident response experts are seeing overall a greater degree of maturity. The clear mandate, of course, for companies that aren't there yet is to get there as quickly as possible. So with breaches, with ransomware, you need to ideally spend the money now to prepare. Know who to call when your systems get crypto locked or when you suspect that there's an incident. Do that preparation and you'll spend a lot less time, money, and effort on recovery, on investigations, on lost productivity due to downtime. So if there's one resolution for 2022 for CISOs, it's get your business resiliency in order. Timely advice at the end of the year. Thank you very much, Matt. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Anna. And finally, as we are edging towards the end of 2021, what are these cybersecurity trends to watch in 2022? Well, this was a question posed by Associate Editor at ISMG Asia, Supanika Swami, to Varsha Sulo, who is currently the Executive Head Legal, Policy, Research and Information Technology Analysis and the Deputy Information Officer with the Information Regulator of South Africa. Here's her response. The trends that I expect to see in 2022 the first one is a personal one, I must say. I'd love to see more women in cybersecurity, for one, because there are many, many programs. And you find it's an area where there aren't many women. And perhaps that would be one of the future trends that uh, would, would make a huge difference. Looking at a greater focus on identity security management and data privacy and understanding how inextricably they are linked. Improving poor cloud security. I think COVID-19 has resulted in numerous healthcare industry threats perhaps to ensure that the healthcare industry could fortify its information security mechanisms. And the IoT devices, I think they present vast opportunities for businesses and cyber criminals alike. So, so th that's something that has to be uh, looked out for. And maybe mobile devices have become a popular vector for cyber criminals. Uh, looking and look at the challenges that are presented by remote work. I don't think most people want, don't want to get back to the office. So businesses are going to have to fortify the, the mechanisms that they deploy in dealing with their remote staff, because that can be a vulnerable area. Look at extended detection and response. So the type of cybersecurity solution that monitors and mitigates incidents would be helpful. And supply chain attacks and ransomware. I think threat actors that use deep fake social engineering attacks to gain permissions and access sensitive, personal sensitive data, that is certainly going to be on the uprise. Uh, mobile malware attacks, and I think lastly, maybe an increase in, in cryptocurrency-related attacks. I think those are going to be the, the trends for 2022. And my personal favorite, women in cybersecurity. That's it from the ISNG Security Report. The music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Anna Delaney, wishing you a very Merry Christmas, and until next time. Mm -hmm.